Fantastic Comic Fan Podcast. I am your host, R.T. Fleming. I'm here to help you find your next digital pick from the golden age to the present. Since I was a kid, I have been reading comics. I have never lost my love of comic books. I try to pass on that excitement for comic books to others, always looking for that next fantastic read or discovering an old favorite. It's Wednesday, August 3rd, 2022, and this marks the month's first episode. I'm pleased to have on today Scotty Mann, who's here to talk about his Sunset Dawning comic book. Before I introduce you to the comic, I have a rare rant. As any regular listener knows, I am the biggest cheerleader out there. Generally, I keep negativity out of the podcast because there are too many fantastic things to discuss. As I was putting the episode together, I decided to see what comicology had to say about the comic. But, frustratingly, I could not find the comic. First, they confused dawning with awnings, and all I got were product listings for actual awnings. So, okay, I tried sunset dawning Scotty Man. The search results were a hodgepodge of stuff, including dawn detergent. Earlier this year, Amazon overhauled comicology, promising many things. What was a total mess? and lip service from Amazon about fixing things. Last fall, I used Comicsology extensively to find comics, especially independence. Now, I don't use the site anymore because the results are just what I just described. Amazon doesn't care, nor do I expect it to care. I've grown used to the lip service when it comes to digital comics. There are fantastic comics out there like Sunset Dying that face stupid and inane obstacles to getting better exposure. I truly like Sunset Dying. I'm not going to go into the lies because I want you to stick around and listen to Scotty. But again, I'm so happy to have another fantastic guest on the podcast. In the end, check out the comic book. I think you're going to really enjoy it. Now to the podcast. Welcome back to the Fantastic Comic Fan Podcast. Today, my guest is Scotty Mann, who has done three volumes of Sunset Dawning. Uh, for my first time guests, I usually ask them, what is their origin story? How did you become a lifelong fan of comic books? And in your case, you've got such a varied career of things that you do. How did you ever get into comic books in the first place as a fan? Uh, the very first thing that got me was uh, when my sister was born. Uh, she, I was five years old and we were in the hospital and I was running around with way too much energy. And my dad said, look, let's go down and find you something in the gift shop. They had a spinner rack. I picked out Spider-Man, the, the episode where he goes to France and, and fights the cyclone. And you, uh, you, you're the only when you say something like spinner rack that that kind of like dates you and oh you know, yeah, I'm 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 up I'm up there. This was back in the 70s. This is a gotcha. And, I don't remember what issue the cyclone was, but I do remember the character. 140 something, I believe. Oh, that is a long time ago. Mine, my first Spider Man was like right around 170, 172, and the Green Goblin was back and that that part. We are talking a little bit about you. And before we talk about your comic books, tell the listeners a little bit of yourself outside the comic book world because you got quite the resume of talents and things that you do. (laughs) I, uh, yeah, my dad was a musician his whole life. So uh, when I was 15, you know, I just, I was following in his footsteps somewhat. I was in, I was a singer, a vocalist, and then I played drums. And I, you know, I was playing when I was a little kid. 
and he had started a band where he moved all around the band. He played keyboards and guitar and bass and their keyboard player left and he asked me to join the band. And I said, well, I'll sing for you. Who, uh, you know, who are you going to get to play keys? He said, well, I'm not going to split the money and, you know, of one guy to two people. So he said, you're going to learn to play keyboards. And I said, okay, all right. I have two weeks to learn this stuff and jumped right in. And, and then I, you know, I was on stage and started getting that that vibe, that energy from the for crowds, and it just made me fall in love with it. And then the music became a whole thing. And I, I toured. I was living in New York and L.A. I toured Europe doing my own stuff. Um, the CD, a four-song EP out there, and I toured at the Brandenburg Gate in Berlin and Frankfurt and Munich and Cologne twice. I went over there and did those tours and had radio. Oh, quit your bragging, jeez. And actually, then you know, and I played up and down the East Coast in cover bands and stuff the whole the whole time before that. And then that was when I met the producers from New York that that we worked together. And uh, but then, as I had the <laughs> a company from Germany offered me this huge lucrative deal, and they said finish the finish the CD back in the you know late '90s, early 2000s when when we were still doing doing CDs they said we want 12 songs you have four finish the other eight and we'll sign this deal we'll set you on a tour we'll give you like three quarters of a million dollars like this big whole thing and I said okay great and I came home and because I'd been working out for the cameras and, and you know photo shoots and all those things I I developed a hernia I went to get it operated I got it taken care of but the breathing tube they jammed it into my throat and hit the vocal cords and I had like 40% damage on my left side. And I, I woke up and I couldn't sing that whole deal went to someone else. Oh. <laughs> and, and I had to start all over again. I came back and moved in with my parents, started playing gigs, you know, small club bar gigs again and did the whole thing. And then I met my, the girl who would be my wife and we had a son and then two, two twin daughters. And I started sketching again, like I did when I had had that Spider-Man comic back in the, back in the day. And, um, and I, I said, no, you know, write some stuff. I wrote a little rhyme about our, our son and our dog. And my wife's an English teacher. And she said, you know, if you put a picture to each one of those lines that you wrote in that rhyme, in that little limerick, you have a children's book. And I was like, oh, yeah, I think you're right. I think I do. So I did that, had a friend of mine print them up. And they, all the people that knew me bought them. And then some people online wanted to buy them. And so I, and I, I liked it. So I wrote more. Uh, I've written nine children's books. I have on, on scottymanbooks.com. If you want to check those out, they're they're for young readers. They're real small, you know, young picture book stuff. But I try to have a message with each one. There's one about bullying. There's one about uh, visualization and, and you know envisioning what your mind can do and what you can be. And, uh, and then I have one about pet rescue, like you know, adoption and stuff from that, you know, from a rest. But it's basically it's about my twin girls. I call them the Lala girls, and it's called. <laughs> A La La Girls Rescue. And, uh, you know, it's just, just a lot of sweet stuff and very vanilla, you know, that kind of thing. And But my mind kept dragging me back as I was sketching these pictures. It kept dragging me back to uh, early to mid-80s, George Perez, George Perez and, and John Byrne, X-Men and Teen Titans that I that really, really sucked me in. And I mean, that made me want to do it. That's what they made me want to like draw and write. So after all this time, you got all the stuff going on. Why at the age of 51, dip yourself into comic books and what made this be the perfect time for you to start your own comic book? That you also write, draw and letter into the whole shebang. Let's make yeah. that known. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's it's uh, 
that <laughs> that's out of necessity because I, it's just so difficult to find, you know, people to work with and pay and do all that. But um, plus I love learning about it. Like the more, the older I got, the more relaxed I've got. I've always had like a stress, anxiety, social anxiety problem. And so I just wanted to get done with the thing. I'd finish it. It was my project. So it was good enough. So I'd abandon it and it would never get done or it would get done sloppily. And now I'm at the age where I'm slowing down. I have a scotch once a day. I sit back and reflect on some things. And it, I'd be like, you know what? I want to try doing this because I tried doing comics before when I was younger. And it's just, I, I rushed it all the time. So now that I'm older and I have the patience, I figured, you know what? I'm just, I just want to do at least one little mini series correctly and the right way. Because you are an awesome artist for not doing a whole lot of stuff before. It's, it actually turned out to be pretty good. You should be very, you know, pat yourself on the back because you're now multi-talented. I'm not going to ask you how you... So what was the genesis that made you decide to do something like Sunset Dawning? And tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, uh, Sunset Dawning is... She's actually... Sunset is a character from one of the previous um, comics that I started doing. It was a group called Union, which I changed to The Guardians or... The Guardsman is what the, the Genesis came to because it's there was copyright things. I, I, I would post a, a Facebook page about the comic and then I got people going, "You, we're going to sue you if you use this name. I'm like, really? I, I'm, I'm, who am I? <laughs> so, right. But they, they saw it, so they wanted to cover their butts. Sunset was one of the characters in this in this group. It was sort of like an Avengers Justice League kind of kind of, uh, you know, thing with the, with the millionaire leader doing, you know, the, I mean, billionaire leader, industrialist doing his thing and, and a group of people finding him. I, I still plan to do this story somehow because I think it's interesting and it would be a really cool, cool idea. But I've spoken to a few indie publishers, like at SourcePoint Press and Karen Comics, and, and they had said, listen, the big two pretty much have the superhero game nailed down. So... We're into more of the, you know, the, the weird fantasy, the horror, the sci-fi. I said, yes. okay, all right. So I picked, um, I picked the character whose backstory had all of those things. She had sci-fi, the horror, and, and you know, the fantasy. And I just expounded on her backstory and came up with this. I wrote, ended up writing four issues of a, of a little miniseries story. It uh, ended up being what I wanted to do. And then I just really delved into it and took my time and, and I'm, I'm pretty happy with the way it came out. There's a lot of strong, independent women in the comic books, which is good. But some of them almost feel like they're the same mold. They're just kind of like cookie cutter. There's not much differentiation between them. Yeah. What sets your character sunset apart from all these other strong females? It's the fact that she always had that sense of strength, which something from a young age, it starts, the books, the story starts at her young age. Like she's kidnapped at 10 by uh, the, a rival family. Uh, the, the sort of royalty, it's like a Game of Thrones houses thing. The rival house decimates her house and kidnaps her for some reason. And she, it, uh, it's just about, it's, it's a parallel world to ours. It's a different world that was created by Erebos, the Greek god of darkness, after he was exiled. And he created his own world. And that's, why, that's where the horror comes in, because the whole world over there is just, like, dangerous. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a dark and it's just, uh, it, it's, you know, all the creatures and everything is just it's dangerous. And the main theme of this is it's sort of almost a just believe in yourself kind of, com uh, you know, coming of age and, and self-resolution. Uh, uh, self self-realization. 
realization resolution yeah um it's um she's dark like her power is actually this horror it's this evil this darkness and instead but she tries to fight all the darkness around her with with her you know goodness and then finally she just realizes that's not who i am and then once she goes this is it then that's when things start happening well for her i was pouring over your social media posts because i'm nosy no <laughs> and you said I'm quoting, you said, I'm even more convinced that comic fans would love this story. Why? Why did you say that? And what sets this comic, part, this comic book apart from those seemingly endless, countless comic books? So there's so many things that come out every single month. Why would a, why would a reader want to pick up your comic? I honestly, I'm, the main thing was what I was just talking about is that it, it goes to the, it's sort of the antithesis of the whole, you know, uh, the goodness and light thing. And it, it's, it's like an anti-hero, but, but not the anti-hero that you're used to. Like where it's like Wolverine says, you know, he has a good heart. He's just mean and he kills and that's what he does. This is like, like she, she is born from darkness. Like, and that's, and it's just about like, okay, here's, this is who I am. I have to use it. I almost equate it with like, you know, one of my favorites, uh, the Marv Wolfman, uh, George Perez character of Raven. When, you know, I was thinking about Raven. Yes. She, she definitely is, is rooted in that type of situation. And to be honest, right now is when I'm realizing that's where I got this inspiration from. Because <laughs> it's just, I, I just started doing it. And, I, you know, when I was a kid, I made up this, this group when I was like 10. So then, you know, when I was reading the Teen Titans, so I thought, oh, that, that must be where it's from now. Now that I, I'm speaking all this out loud, it's definitely coming from that. <laughs> so so you not, said you're influenced by like John Byrne and Perez. Is there any writers that you're influenced by? Uh, I love War, uh, Wolfman, Marv Wolfman, John Byrne, obviously, the way he writes too. Alan Moore is, is fantastic. Neil Gaiman is another one of my favorites. Like his, uh, The Sandman is just, I, I'm dying to see that. I can't wait. It's one of those things where I, I, it looks like from the ads, and I try not to judge from the ads, but it looks like they're going to get it pretty close or pretty, you know, pretty accurate. So this whole comic is black and white. Why did you choose the black and white route and not color? Are you just being cheap and stingy? Uh, somewhat, some, <laughs> and also not having a whole lot of faith in my coloring prowess. <laughs> I was still, I started doing it and see, I still had the uh, impatience that I was born with. I wanted to delve right in and I tried, color, I'm, I'm still working on my coloring. I'm getting, I've gotten much better since I've started the series, but I already started it in black and white. And mainly for that reason that I feared that I wasn't going to be able to do colors well enough. And then I, as I got into it, I thought, you know what, it actually kind of looks pretty cool like this. I, I feel like I'm just going to do that that way. I may change the covers. I have black and white covers for each one, but I think I think I'm going to you know just sort of jump out. I may add col uh, colors to them. A friend of mine on I met on Twitter, Larry King. He just said, yeah, you might want to put some color in, and he gave me some some suggestions of just you know some layouts, some roughs. And I said, you know what? I think that's going to work. Did we you ever think color. about doing a Kickstarter campaign for all this? I thought about it. And I did one before for my children and it took me so long because I have three kids and three animals that I did two dogs and a cat and a lot of jobs. Uh, yes, so obviously long to do the fulfillments. It made me crazy. Yeah. It's a lot of time and commitment to do a Kickstarter campaign. So this is the third, you have a fourth volume planned. Is there anything else that could go on with this character? Any spinoffs with sunset or expand upon it? I'm actually, yeah, I'm hoping uh, the group that I, that she actually originated in, in my mind, I'm hoping to continue her story into that book eventually. 
I have two other story ideas planned. I may do just little uh, novellas or I don't know, because I, it took so long to do these. I, I don't know if I want to draw the whole thing, but I might do, you know, sort of like a half picture book, like graphic novel type stuff, like the old school where it was just paragraphs. And then there was a picture on the side. Would you be interested in working with some collaborators in the future? Oh uh, yeah. I'd love to. I would absolutely love to. Like uh, I'm working on uh, one with uh, some fan art right now, a fan book with uh, an actor friend of mine who uh, his name's Owen Astalos. He was in, um, a movie called uh, on Netflix called Hillbilly Elegy, and he was a, he was I think he was in one of the Diary of a Wimpy Kid movies. <laughs> and yes, he's been with various things, and uh, he's he's just a, a tremendous his talent. So, are you going to be drawing that with him, or yeah. is he writing it, or how's that going to work out? He's he's writing it. I'm gonna, I'm sort of co-plotting it and drawing the whole thing, and then we're just gonna I don't know just gonna see what happens with it, see if it gets some traction here and there. It's just it's mainly just a fanfic kind of thing. How often did you do Sunset? What was the gap between the volumes? I would, you know, since I work on it late at night after everyone goes to bed and I'm, all my responsibilities are taken care of, it's only a few hours a day. So it took, I think I started it, I started it about three years ago. Wow. And I started the, 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 write, the writing and the plotting of it and all that stuff. And so, so from the very genesis of it to now, it's been about three, three years. Have you enjoyed all the whole process of editing, like all the whole nine yards? I mean, you did three volumes and now you're committed to do the fourth, but it's like, did you bite more off than you could possibly chew? I I really have. I've enjoyed it. It's in a strange way, both, because I figured out, I was like, you know what? I did bite off more than I could chew, but after I get through with it and I look at it, it's all worth it. You know, it's, it's one of those situations where I go, wow, in the middle of it, you're going, oh, I'm struggling. And you get the stress and the anxiety and then you get it done and you're like, no, I'm going to make sure this is right. And then you look at it the next day after you sleep on it because you're tired of it. You just, you just look, I don't want to see this again for I'm at least, done. you know, eight to nine hours. And then, then you get up the next day and go, you know what? All right. I, I, I would buy this. You know, it's, it's sort of a, a combination of those things. It's like life is all a gray, gray area. Again, Sunset is a great character, fantastic project. I can't, it's hard to fathom that you've not written and drawn stuff before because it's that good. You kudos for you for that. Thank you, man. Before we wrap this up, you get the final words because you're the guest. Anything you'd like to say before we wrap this all up? Yeah. I, first of all, thank you so much for having me on here. This was, oh, no problem. I'd like to have you on again. This was a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, I'll just keep comics alive. That's all I can say. There's the, the, you know, they could easily be a dying art form, but I think enough people are, are impressed by it and not using it as just a stepping stone to get a Netflix deal that uh, they just, you know, they love it for what it is. And uh, I appreciate people like you that are, you know, that are keeping it going and just, you know, promoting the whole nine yards and uh, let's all keep doing that. All right. This was Scotty Mann, Sunset Dying. Show notes will be, um, all those links for the comic, everything will be in the show notes, Scott. Thanks again for coming into the podcast. Again, you're welcome back anytime. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Well, that's it for today's podcast. Again, I would love to hear from you at fantasticcomicfan at gmail.com. Remember, new episodes every Wednesday. Thanks so much for listening to this episode, and I hope to see you next time.